Do you struggle to get yourself out of bed or have a hard time getting motivated to do even the little things that life requires? PTSD can make it extremely hard to get yourself motivated, but the good news is with a few tricks and tools, you'll be able to get yourself out of bed and rocking and rolling in no time. In today's clip from our Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching Program, you'll hear Brad and I talk about these tools and tricks, as well as what you need to do to actually solve all your motivation problems long-term. And if you like today's content, you can try Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching and get coached by Brad and myself free for seven days by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. And when you sign up, you're gonna get over $3,000 worth of amazing bonus programs that you get to keep for life just for signing up. All right, we are live here. Welcome everyone to our Recovery Secrets daily coaching session. It is so good to be back here with you. It's been literally, I think, a full week since we have been here, but we are back. We are feeling better. Thank you all so much for the well wishes, and we are ready to rock this week. If you didn't see my announcement yesterday, uh, we're going to do an extra session this week, so we're going to do Saturday to make sure that we get our five sessions in this week so we can kind of get this train rolling again. So, so, so excited to be here today, and we're kind of starting off again with a great topic for having just come off of that that week where, you know, where we were sick and, you know, a lot changed for us being sick and our routines mm -hmm. change and everything changes uh, quite a bit when we're sick. So if you're going to be joining us live, feel free to let us know in the chat box there. Just say, Hey, say good morning. And uh, we'll welcome everyone as we get along here. I'll let you do a little intro. It's very live in here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, hey everybody. Great to be back again. Great to see you guys. Thank you for hanging in there while we were sick. Uh, COVID was definitely not very pleasant, but we are very, we're feeling so much better now. We're so happy to be back. Um, and today we're talking about, uh, like Kayleen said, a really great topic to bring us back in. And um, Kayleen sent out a survey um, a few weeks ago now, maybe a month ago now, about, you know, kind of just what you guys wanted to hear from Recovery Secrets moving forward. And something that a lot of you guys said was, you know, I have, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to stick to my routines or do the things I want to do in the morning or, do the things I want to do in the evening for my evening routine, or I'm having trouble getting out of the house, um, you know, on my days off, you know, when I don't have anything going on, I feel like I'm isolating, I'm pushing away from the world. And, you know, all those things basically boil down to I'm having trouble taking action. I'm having trouble doing things I know I need to do, but I just can't seem to get myself to do them. So that's kind of what we're talking about today is overall motivation, how to motivate yourself, how to take action. And there's going to be two main parts that we're going to walk you through. First part is going to be more about the mindset behind it, because you need the right mindset going into this to take the right action. And then the second thing is going, we're going to be talking about uh, getting to the root of it. So the mindset is something that you can kind of do immediately. Anybody can do immediately. Even if this is your very first coaching session, you can do that immediately and you'll get immediate value from that. And then the second part is going to be more about the processing um, and the deep rooted healing which you kind of need a more, um, more a wider skill base, which you can learn by going back into the archives and going through our, our processing bootcamp on protectors or on introspective healing or releasing emotions. Um, so that's kind of the overall framework for today, but I'm excited to jump in. It's great to see all of you guys here again. And it's a great first topic back as well, which is really, really awesome. So again, thank you all so much for your patience last week while we we're getting better. And just basically laying around. <laughs> uh, welcome, Delane. Welcome, uh, Lena. Welcome, Jen. Welcome, Judy. Welcome, Bonnie. Welcome, Helene. Welcome, Jeanette. Welcome, Tony. Welcome, Mimi. Great to have each and every one of you here today. So like Brad said, we're talking about 
motivation really kind of there's keys to motivation and what you'll see a lot throughout the content what you'll hear a lot throughout the coaching is that there are two parts to a lot of these journeys right and so there's the more surface level coping and then there's the deeper level healing in almost everything that we talk about that's true it's true with addictions it's true with mm -hmm. mindset it's true with processing it's true with motivation it's true with routines like it is through and through the journey true in every single area. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hear that a lot. And that's going to start to sound familiar that there's two parts to this. Now, like Brad said, like the first part, now we're talking about coping. So we're going to use the word coping because it's a familiar word, but it's going to look a little different the way that we're describing it. You know, when we talk about like addictions mm -hmm. or something like that, but there's that surface level coping, which you can start to implement. And that's going to help you feel better very, very fast. And then there's the deep healing. And that's how you're going to get that lasting change. That's how you're going to make true core changes to, you know, what's going on inside your mind. So we're talking about motivation today and I am excited about it. So welcome, Tony. Welcome, Mimi. Welcome, Lara, uh, Larry. Sorry, excuse me. Welcome, Barbara. And it is great to have y'all here today. So do you have any, I don't know, like Starter personal points. Star stories of like, where maybe you were feeling tremendously unmotivated and then we're able to make a change to create that motivation. Cause I remember uh, like a, a long time ago, I heard it from a mentor of ours and I'm going to mess up the exact quote, but you know, he had said something and it really resonated with me. And he said, you know, a lot of people wait to be motivated to take action. A lot of people wait to be motivated to take action. And now every and now and then that's going to happen, right? You have the spark of motivation. Maybe it's January 1st and you're like, you know what? This is going to be my year, right? And you have that spark of motivation, that spark of adrenaline, and you wait for those moments to take action. Mm -hmm. But typically those moments are so few and far between. And what I remember kind of learning from this mentor is he said, most people wait until they're motivated to take action. But taking action is what creates motivation. And so that was one of kind of his core sayings, his core beliefs, action breeds. He used to call it action breeds motivation. And mm. I always thought that was really, really interesting. And it, you know, you're going to see that theme throughout what we talk about here today is we're not waiting for motivation to come to us. We're not going on YouTube and watching motivational speeches, right? Although that's fun. Right. And sometimes that might give you that little spark and, you know, make you feel a little something. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to create this motivation for ourselves so we can always have that within us. We basically have that power to motivate ourselves to do whatever it is that we're working to achieve. Yeah. So I do have a story. Yeah. <laughs> I probably have a lot of stories about this. I mean, it's, it was one of the biggest struggles that I had. Um, you know, through my recovery was just getting motivated because you have this massive amount of pain and trauma from your past that is so overwhelming. So um, it, it's so important to have, have your mindset basically on point um, when you're doing this, but it, it's not at all impossible to get yourself up and doing things. Um, it's kind of, you just need to think about things the right way, be a lot easier on yourself um, and set, set reasonable goals and, you know, celebrate wins, all the things we're going to talk about today. But um, one of the, the biggest things uh, or the, the lowest, the lowest moments of my, my lowest motivation was a point where, um, you know, we broke up, you know, things got really bad in our life and our relationship, you know, we were fighting all the time and, you know, it, we had the trauma from our past and also the trauma was just stacking up, you know, because our, in our relationship, you know, like fights are traumatic, 
you know, like they, they cause a lot of pain and they cause a lot of pain, especially if you're having those fights with, um, people you love and people you care about. It's just an even bigger weight. And that got so much that we couldn't be together. And that's when I felt like my world kind of collapsed. And this actually happened twice over our relationship. And I kind of find myself back in that kind of dark hole. And the first, the first time was the worst. Um, but it was in a, I was in a state where I just felt completely hopeless. Um, so like, I didn't see a future, right. And this is important. Like I'm pointing out that the things that, you know, I had to change. I didn't see a future. I was addicted to so many different things. So I was spending my entire day just eating food and playing video games and watching TV on this endless cycle. So I was just kind of like numbing my brain. And then my brain was also just like, like just firing, firing um, off all this like dopamine. So I was basically frying all the, my, frying my brain. And like, I, I, like, even if I wanted to do something, like the high was so high that once I stopped doing those things, I became so low. So like, I, I would always like try to stay in this peak state by doing more, 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 but there's only so much that you can do. Um, so then when you come off of that, you just feel even more depressed. So I was doing that. And overall, I just had a bad mindset. Like if you could listen in on my thoughts, um, you'd be hearing, I hate myself. I, I hate my life. I hate everything in my life. I'm a failure. I'm a complete failure. And also, by the way, let me list all the reasons why, Brad, you are a failure right now. Um, so those kind of three things off the top of my mind were the things that were kind of keeping me there. It's like the hopelessness. I didn't have a, a I couldn't see a future, right? I mm -hmm. couldn't, like, mm -hmm. when I saw a future, I was like, it, it's going to suck. You know, like, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to live the future. I don't, I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> get older and experience the future. So I had no hope for a better future. I was, addicted and I was basically frying my brain and my mindset was awful. My self-talk was awful. And, you know, it was when I started, basically it was with that, what you just said, that's first started breaking me out of that was, um, you don't wait to be motivated to take action. Right. Cause like I said, when I was kind of basically high on all these things on the, on the junk food, on the video games, on the TV, I felt this dip and I didn't feel motivated. I didn't want to do anything, but in the beginning, I had to make myself do those things. And I also started working on my mindset and started focusing on the things that I could do to feel better. And I also started writing down my goals and I started looking into the future and be like, all right, well, what do I want? You know, what are the things that about my life I want to change? And that started to give me a little bit more hope. And I just gradually built that more and more and more. And then over time, Kayleen and I, we discovered, you know, all the processing things. And, you know, that took a much longer journey for me because uh, we didn't know them in the beginning, but it took a lot longer to, you know, get to the root of that in the first place and then process it. And then that was when the big weight was just released. So that was kind of, that's kind of like my experience, my story or one experience. Yeah. And I think I, I appreciate sharing that because I think that's a, a really, a really good thing to point out. And I specifically like that you pointed out that you know, you felt hopeless looking into the future. Cause I think a lot of us have been in that position where, you know, it seems like, well, why even do this work? Why mm -hmm. even try, you know, why even try yeah. to not be addicted? Why even try to, you know, better myself when things just seem so hopeless and what can be really hard and what I found really hard. And at the same time, really easy. And many of you will have experienced something similar, you know, where, you know, you really work it up and it can be mm -hmm. painful but it's, it's fa a fairly simple thing to do uh, was actually letting that hope back in, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and really just taking the time to say, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be what I planned. Maybe it's not going to be exactly what I expected, but, but when I really think about it, you know, I've seen people, I mean, all over the world, you see, and people are famous for, for doing things like this, where, you know, they're in extreme situations. And then, you know, years later, they're out and they're, they're speaking on it or years later, they're out and, you know, they've yeah. created the family that, you know, they were struggling so hard to create or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I let myself and I, I let myself allowed myself and made myself in my thoughts kind of go down that realm of, you know what, even, even though it feels hopeless and it seems hopeless, there is a possibility of things getting better and it might just look a little bit different than I expected and that's okay. And so letting that hope in can be a really challenging thing because once you let that hope in, what you then have to do is now start to take action, right? And so if you're kind of stuck in this cycle of addiction where you're just numbing, 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 running, running, running with whatever substance or substances or whatever it is that you're doing, letting that hope in I, I, sometimes can be the very thing that helps you kind of break that cycle and then start to take action, right? To see, you know what, there is a possibility. And if there is a possibility, that means that's something that I can work towards. And that can be a scary thought. And so I want, I just wanted to bring that up as, you know, if you, if you think hope, if you feel like hope is a scary thing, mm -hmm. it's okay. It's really normal to feel that way. And I want to, you know, I guess reassure you. And I want you to reassure yourself that it's an okay thing to feel that hope. And to hold on yeah. to that hope and to work towards whatever that future looks like. And also understand that it's probably not going to be the way that you expect it. Yeah. And to be honest with you, in my experience, always, my life has not turned out the way I expected. And honestly, it's turned out much better, much, much better. <laughs> and that's a really weird thing to say, right? And I'm not trying to, you know, have you paint your life as this perfect fairy tale and be like, oh, it's going to be even better than a fairy tale. But it's better because of the hardship and the lessons and the things that you have to go through to actually create it yeah. is is really really important. So I just wanted to kind mm -hmm. of um, hone in on that. Yeah, that hope it's okay to feel that and it's okay that it's scary. Yeah, it it was scary for me. You know, it's like <laughs> for me in my life, I just like I was scared because every time that I I every time I felt. And see, it wasn't even every time. That's still something I, I work on, you know, like seeing reality for what it was. It wasn't every time, but it felt, it felt like every time I had hope and it felt like every time that I, um, you know, tried to make my life better, something bad happened. So basically in my mind, I, I equated hope to pain. So I was scared to have hope because of the, um, the pain that I expected to come after that. So that's something too, but tomorrow we're actually going to dive deeper into. So like I talked about, like for me, it was like goals and um, you know, the self-talk tomorrow, we're going to talk about how to build those, setting those goals into your routine. Um, you know, cause it's one thing to, you know, show up to these and, you know, and, cause this is important. And like, just listening to this, your beliefs are changing and like, you're getting to see our perspective. You're looking at things from different points of view, but ultimately we want to build this into your lifestyle. So you are consistently working on your mindset. You're consistently building hope for the future. You're consistently um, improving on your self-talk and the way you think of yourself. So tomorrow, that's what we're going to be talking about is, is goals and affirmations, how to build that into a daily habit. So we're going to dig into that a lot deeper tomorrow. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, it's important. Not like it's, it's going to be uncomfortable at first, um, but we're going we're gonna to talk about all that stuff tomorrow. And you're going to get through it too. And I think this, you know, this is the, 
the thing to think about too, is like, none of this is perfect overnight. You know, we're going to give you some advice today in regard to like the surface level parts of this journey and how to kind of cope with this and do little things to get yourself motivated. And then there's a deeper part to this. And there's a, there's those two journeys. Like we talked about already to everything. This isn't going to happen overnight where you are now the master of motivation. It's going to be and a lot of times in recovery, a lot of times in the journey, it's going to come in waves. You're going to have these waves of success and then these lows, right? And these highs and these lows and these highs and these lows. And it's part of the journey. And one of the things that I, I'm actually not even sure that we've talked about it on Recovery Secrets yet, but we sometimes will describe the recovery journey as a seesaw. So it has this seesaw effect. And the seesaw effect is basically like you're making progress, right? So you're moving from all bad days to eventually all good days. And if you can kind of picture that on, on a line, now it's by no means linear and that'll make more sense with the seesaw, right? But you start with all bad days and you move to all, all good days, right? And there's a lot in between that journey. Now, as you move along that journey, you have this seesaw effect happening where you have, let's say 20 bad days and then one good day. And then you have 25 bad days and then 10 good days. And it's not a perfect formula, but you, you know, flip flop back and forth and back and forth until you get to the point where you're at the total other end of the spectrum where you have maybe 25 good days and one bad day. But the tricky thing is those bad days that fall still hurts. It's still a bad day. It's still tough. Right. And so this, you, you, you don't just get to overnight fix everything and kind of take off. Part of being human is that seesaw effect. Is this mm -hmm. good and this bad and this in between? And basically what we're doing throughout the journey is bringing that average higher and higher and higher until you do get to the point where you have all good days and where things are all good. And that's mm -hmm. what we're aiming for. So we're bringing the average up and up and up, but that seesaw effect is still going to be a play. So there's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to be days where like you're rock and rolling on the motivation thing. There's going to be days where you, you keep your boundaries with yourself and that's going to get better and better over time. One of the things that we talk about in sobriety uh, is something we call recovery rehearsal, which is, you know, you're sober for 10 days and then something happens. And the most important thing is to learn from that thing that happened. And then maybe you're sober for five days and something happens. As long as you're learning, what we call that is a, a sobriety or recovery rehearsal, right? You're rehearsing, you're learning, you're working out the kinks until you get to the point where you start, you know, you start that, that timer or that, uh, that counter for the very last time, where then you have your sobriety for life because you've done the rehearsal, you've worked out the kinks, and now you're good to go. Now, some people have a very long uh, recovery sobriety rehearsal. Some people it's mm -hmm. very short. Okay. But it's all part of the process. And I, more than anything, I want you to walk away today, just being okay with being human. Sometimes I have to remind myself this. I say, okay, you're a human being. It's okay. Like last week when we were sick all week, we've been basically sick all year on and off all year. And I was reflecting on the year and I'm like, I, there's still stuff I have to catch up on from January. Like, and I, I, you know, I was starting to get a little frustrated. I was like, listen, Kate, it's okay. You're a human being and that's okay. And you got sick. That's out of your control. And you're going to get there. You're going to get back to, especially now that everybody's outside, you know, yes. I don't lick doorknobs in my spare time. I swear. Although that's the way that the year is going, right? But it's okay to be a human being. It's part of the process. So I want to talk a little bit about like coping things we can do in regard to motivation, in regard to kind of getting yourself up and going. Absolutely. That's so it. I, I mean, what I want you to do, I think more than anything is think to yourself, what are some things that I can do to help myself get motivated? Because a lot of times we won't even ask ourselves that question, mm -hmm. right? When you're in the depths of 
uh, addiction or you're in the depths of, you know, depression or a negative spiral or whatever, it's very, very hard to, to ask yourself that question. And it, it can seem impossible to ask yourself that question of, you know what, what's something that can make me feel better right now, mm -hmm. but that's a muscle. And the more you ask yourself that, the easier it is going to get to ask yourself that and to answer that for yourself. And so you're going to be able to eventually be in the middle of a fight with your partner or be in the middle of a spiral and say, okay, you know what, what's something that I could do right now to make myself feel better and hop in the bath, go for a walk, call a friend, do a recovery toolbox tool, uh, take a break, meditate, whatever it is, you're going to be able to eventually do that. But you need to start by asking yourself that question. And what I like to encourage people to do is ask themselves that question ahead of time. So practice this question when you don't need it, or when it's not dire, you're not, you're not in this kind of crisis situation. And so that when you're in that situation where you really need that question, you've gotten used to asking and answering that question. So I want you to ask yourself right now, what are some things I could do to get motivated? Because you have a lot more answers than you might realize. I'm going to give you some ideas, mm -hmm. but you have a lot more answers than you might realize, right? So can I just say, I love that you brought that up because that's, that's one of the biggest parts about what we try to do is you have that power. You have that power. And um, a lot of times we just don't ask ourselves the right questions. Yeah. And so. I mean, I think that's so powerful because you know, a lot of times when we're in that, and this is a huge lesson I learned on my recovery journey, a lot of times when we're in that, in that state, in those states, in those spirals, you know, we sometimes will want somebody else to save us. And here's like cold, hard hug, kicking the butt moment, maybe just kicking the butt moment. No one's <laughs> going to come save you. You have to save yourself. And when you can learn right. how to save yourself, you become incredibly powerful. And that in and of itself is motivating. Yeah. And you become much more whole when you can save yourself, when you can pull yourself up from whatever depths that you're in, you become like a next level human being, you know, so we don't want to wait for somebody else to save us because that may or may not happen. Right. So, uh, we, while we were sick, we watched Shrek, right. And of course, Shrek is a fairy tale and there's princess <laughs> Fiona and she waits her whole life for her knight in shining armor to come save her from the dragon in the tallest room or the highest tower, the castle, whatever it is. Right. Um, but that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Prince Charming is not going to come in for the most part, for the most part and sweep you off your feet and, um, and save you. You have to be able to save yourself. And even if somebody does kind of come in and sweep you off and save you, you still have to do the saving there's still work that you have to do. That's like a band-aid and you have to be able to learn how to save yourself. So asking yourself these questions, being able to pull yourself out of those moments, not waiting for someone or something to pull you out is incredibly yeah. powerful. And it's going to make you much more whole and wholesome as a human being. Right. Cause it's empowering. It gives, it puts the power into your hands. It's no longer, do you have to wait for somebody to pull you out of this negative situation or this bad mindset? You can do it yourself. And it's, incredibly powerful. And that, ultimately that's the, the place where you need to go. You need to it get is. to that point. And I'm going to digress a little bit here. Cause I was thinking about it the other day, <clears throat> you know, sometimes when we're hurt, we, depending on why we're hurt, we can blame others. Right. And we can say it's their fault. 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 And what's really, really tricky about blaming people is it's like quicksand, right? It's not going to hurt them. It's only going to hurt you. Cause the reality is, could something be their fault? Yeah. But what happens when you blame them is you, you lose all your power. You put all the responsibility and the power in their hands and 99.999% of times 
they're not going to do anything about it. So you're going to be sitting there steaming, stewing, stressing about them fixing it or stressing about them fixing it in a certain way, even if they were to take responsibility, when the reality is it doesn't matter who's at fault. You need to take care of yourself. You need to make things better, right? I had a lot of relationships in my life where it would have been easy to blame and it easy to say they're at fault. They need to do the fixing. I'm not doing anything until they do their thing. And guess what? You're going to be waiting a very long time more often than not. But when you take responsibility, when you take charge of your life and you say, you know what, it doesn't matter who's at fault. I'm going to live my life to the best of my ability. I'm going to fix what I can, what I can control. I'm going to set boundaries, whatever it is, so that I can move forward. It's amazing mm -hmm. how those relationships change because relationships are an equation. It's you plus them equals your relationship. When you change one part of an equation, math people or not math people, maybe everyone, the outcome is going to change. Two plus three equals five. If you change that two to a five, five plus three equals seven. You change the entire relationship by changing one part of the equation. So <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but okay, uh, what? nothing. Did I? Yeah, you messed oh, up. Oh, it's eight. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> you can roast me. It's fine. <laughs> it's eight. I didn't know what to say. I was like, I know you know what you know. Uh, five plus three is? Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. It's just funny. So in regard to some of the more surface level things for motivation, one of the things that I, and we're going to talk more about how to kind of do this tomorrow when we talk more about what we're going to talk about tomorrow, which is building, you know, affirmations into your routine and building goals into your routine. But one of the things that really helped me with motivation when I sat and I reflected was chunking things down into small pieces. You know, a lot of things, a lot of times we sit in the morning, we sit in bed and we, we think of all these things we have to do in a certain day, right? And we can only ever do one thing at a time, ever, only ever one thing. Even if you're going to climb Mount Everest, you have to go one step at a time. And so a lesson that I learned in school as a learner, I was really lucky in school. I had some amazing um, teachers and extra help teachers and they taught me this strategy called chunking. Right. And it was, it was a way for me basically actually to read, to look at a page, which overwhelmed me. Cause I was like, there are so many words. How am I going to figure out what all those words mean? And I would literally take a piece of paper and I would chunk it down into word by word by word. And then as I got better as a reader, sentence by sentence, and as I got better paragraph by paragraph, and I would literally physically cover everything except for what I was reading with just a, a simple piece of paper. And it was really helpful. And I did that when I was studying and later in textbooks and also in my life in general. Bradley and I are single task people. We can really only focus on one thing at a time. I remember his mom telling me that once. She's like, I can only give Bradley one task. And then when he comes back, I can give him another task. And I was like, I love that because he does it. He does it well. And he focuses on it. Or I don't do anything. Or you give him five tasks <laughs> and he does zero of them. Right. And so or I just do one of them and I forget the other four. <laughs> chunking is, is a really great way to take something really, really big and make it into manageable piece, pieces. There's an old saying, I don't know where it comes from because it's weird. Um, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Does anyone know that saying? How do you eat an elephant? Let me know if you know that saying or let me know the answer of that saying. And I remember hearing this for the first time in high school. I was uh, sitting in a ski lesson. I knew how to ski uh, fairly well in high school, but uh, a friend of mine was learning how to ski for the first time. And I was just kind of bopping around sitting in on the lesson and listening to how the instructor was teaching. And he was like, all right, Amanda, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? 
And she was like, bite, bite, bite. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then he was like, okay, so how do you approach the ski slope? And she was like, turn by turn. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense, right? And so one bite at a time is the answer. Nice job there. One bite at a time, piece by piece by piece by piece. So chunking big task. It, it, and when I say big task, I, could, I literally mean like making breakfast or approaching a big giant work project. And yeah. we still do this with work projects, but piece by piece. You don't have to worry about making breakfast. You don't have to worry about making coffee. Get yourself to the coffee machine. Clean out the coffee from yesterday. Fill the water piece bucket, mm -hmm. right? Then scoop the coffee in. Then hit the button. Like literally, you can chunk this down as small as, as you want. And what you start to do when you chunk down is you start to gain momentum because you can mentally say, okay, I'm at the coffee machine. You know, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And then you take something that's as seemingly small as making coffee or making breakfast and you turn it into basically this task that has 20 different parts. And then all of a sudden you've already done those 20 different parts, right? And so you have a little bit of momentum there. So chunking things down is a great, great way to do things. I would also recommend typically doing that on a list. Uh, when I, we talk about the unbreakable planner, you know, one of the things we talk about doing at night is creating that to-do list for the next day. I want you to make that however you want, but honestly, as small as possible is a great place to start. So you can tick them off. You can physically see I'm making progress. And that helps you with that motivation, right? Action mm -hmm. is what's going to help you breed motivation and create that motivation. Yeah. The more tasks you do, you complete, the better you're going to feel. Right. And then, so that's in, in regard to, you know, task lists and chunking things down and just how you approach kind of your day to day. But I think the most important thing to anything in regards to the coping Before piece. Before you go there. So in regards to like the chunking. Yeah. People are going to be at different spots, mm -hmm. right. In mm -hmm. the recovery. And that's why chunking, like she gave the example of like, it could be as easy as, you know, literally getting out of bed or making coffee or breakfast, whatever it is, or a big work project. Um, so how, how would that look in somebody's day? So how would they take that chunking concept? And <clears throat> like you mentioned the unbreakable planner, but how would somebody take that and, you know, basically apply it, you know, like, so what would that like look like? So like, I'm overwhelmed. So just like, imagine like I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to go to this event, whatever it is. Um, I don't want to clean the house. I don't want to accomplish this. What's the process of first, like identifying what is the thing that I'm even overwhelmed? Because a lot of times when you're depressed, you don't even know like sure, yeah, what I want to do or what I should be doing because um, everything can seem overwhelming. Um, so going from that to like identifying the task to then breaking it down to then doing it. I think this is a good question. And it actually leads a little bit into what I was going to say as like the mm -hmm. most important thing is it's going to come down to your self-talk, right? And so the way that I would approach a day and the way that I would recommending approaching a day, right? Just like that, Lisa, just get vertical, <laughs> right? Is, is quite literally piece by piece. And so, you know, what we tend to do is we tend to think out. Actually, we tend to almost always think out or think back and never just think as we are, right? And so the only moment that we have is right now, right? And so what really helped me. And so I was describing chunking as this process, you know, when I was learning how to read and really struggle with reading because I'm dyslexic, right? At literally taking a piece of paper. I remember the first time a teacher did this with me and it, it rocked my world. Uh, maybe even they took a mouse pad, right? Something you can't see through and just put it over most of the words on the page. And now all of a sudden it was just a sentence. 
right? And I was like, I can read a sentence. I can do that. I can't read a chapter book. I can't read a textbook that those are the beliefs I have. Right. But I can read a sentence. Right. And then, you know, she would drag it down a little bit and then cover the top. Right. Now I can read another sentence. Okay. What and I started visual. to really understand the concept of this. Right. And so what you kind of want to do, and if you have ever seen horses race, what do they wear on their eyes? They wear blinders on the side of their, their eyes and they wear blinders because they want those horses focused on one thing and one thing only. And that's forward. That's what's going on in front of them. They want them focused on the finish line. And so what you can kind of do, and you can do this with self-talk is you can put blinders on yourself. Uh, like what, if I have an event to go to, or in the past, if I had an event to go to, and I was starting to get overwhelmed about what was going on with the day, I would literally say, all right, okay, hold on, stop. That's, that's a later problem. That's not a right now problem. It is either a tomorrow problem, which sometimes it was, or it's a later problem. I don't have to worry about that right now because that's either hours from now. It's not happening right now. So not a right now problem. All I have to do right now is, you know, if I was laying in bed, get vertical. Let me just get vertical. Mm -hmm. Let me just put, I'm not even worrying about going to my workout right now. I'm just getting vertical. I'm just having a sip of water. Okay. Now I'm just putting my yoga pants on. Now I'm going to the bathroom. Now I'm making my coffee. Now I'm getting in the car. I'm literally not even thinking yet about my workout. Okay. Now I'm just going to drive to the place where that happens. Quite literally put blinders on yourself and, mm -hmm. and allow yourself and make yourself go piece by piece by piece by peace. That's a later problem. I don't have to worry about that event. Now I used to do, you can't this, do anything and it. Brad knows this. I used to work myself up so bad with events. Right. And so yeah, like a <laughs> wedding, packing. for example, or packing. Right. And so <laughs> like a trip or something, I would, and be I, would packing I would get her so advance. stressed out because I'm like a last minute packer. I'm like, like oh, if I forget minute. it, like if I forget my toothbrush, I can just pick up a toothbrush or not brush my teeth or I'm just uh, kidding about that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll figure it out. You but know, now, like if I, if I, I miss something like, and that used to cause her so much stress. Oh my gosh. So, so much funny. stress because I'd be like, okay, babe, like ready to leave and like, try not to be controlling and like pack for him. Although now I pack my toothbrush. Uh, and he was like, yep. And he'd like open his suitcase on the living room floor, like throw things in from the bedroom, close it up and be like, all right. Like, un like literally under 60 seconds. I was like, I I've been packing for three days for this trip. <laughs> right. And so I used to work myself up big time about a lot of different events. And for example, we had a wedding, uh, well, I don't know, when we got COVID a couple, couple weekends ago, two weekends ago. And in the past, you know, the wedding, I think we had to be ready and dressed for pictures at like three o'clock right now in the past that, that three o'clock mark would have consumed my entire day. I would have been stressed about being ready for three o'clock the entire day. But instead, right, I, I learned this habit and all of this changes when you heal anyway, of putting those blinders on. Right now, I'm just enjoying coffee at, at 9 a.m. With, with Brad's family. That's all that I'm doing is enjoying coffee. Mm -hmm. And then we're just gonna enjoy a walk together. I'm not thinking about the wedding. I'm not thinking about getting dressed or if I have the right shoes or, or, you know, how long it's going to take me. Nope. That's, that's a later problem. Hmm. Okay. That's a later problem. So you can put those blinders on and the self-talk is going to help you do that to say, hold on, stop, pause. Let's just focus on what we're doing right now. That's a problem for later. And this is honestly still kind of a strategy I employ because I'll get up in the morning and sometimes I'll think about what I have to do for work. Now we get up, uh, just like 10 to five, right. 
And there's a little bit I do with Shiloh and then I do my workout and then I do a little bit more with Shiloh fetching and walks and stuff. And then, uh, you know, just kind of get ready for the day, shower and stuff, sometimes eat breakfast and then come here to work. And so sometimes right when I get up, I'm thinking about all the things I have to do for work, but I stop myself. I say, Hey, nope, that's a later problem. That's not a problem until 7.30. Then I can start to think about those things. And also I have systems in place where I can just look at my list and know what I have to do. So there's a couple different pieces of this, but that self-talk is gonna be essential and walking yourself through, hey, let's just do one thing at a time. That's mm -hmm. it, just one piece at a time. Let's just make coffee and see where the day goes. Yeah. Let's go from there. And that's an amazing strategy just to help you and a lot of different things, addictions included, to be honest with you, right? And so AA has maybe coined, maybe not, I don't know, the one day at a time, right? Addiction's a process of one day at a time. All you have to do is not use today. And sometimes they recommend if you're really struggling with that to break that up even further. All you have to do is not use in within this hour, break it up even further. All you have to do is not use right now. Okay. And so what they're describing is the same process of put blinders on. Don't worry about being sober for a lifetime. Don't worry about that. You don't have to think about that because what's the point, right? All you have to do is not use right now. That's it. So all we have to do is make coffee and see where the day goes and mm -hmm. go from there, make coffee, go from there, choose to do something different instead of use right now. And we'll go from there instead of use, let's go for a walk and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. And that can really help you because you're going to, what you're going to do when you put those blinders on is you're going to take more action because you're going to be less distracted, less overwhelmed, and you're going to just see what's in front of you step by mm -hmm. step, piece by piece. The day is going to unfold and subsequently the week, the month, the year, your life is going to unfold. It's an amazing, amazing strategy. And it's going to help you build that motivation because the more you take those steps, what you're doing is taking action. You're taking these big things and you're making them actionable, mm -hmm. right? You don't worry about being sober for the whole day. Just be sober right now. Yeah. Okay. You're making them actionable and then you're making progress because of that. Yeah. So basically what you're describing is like a simplified mindset of chunking, something that you can implement constantly. Right. Yeah. And what it is, is like, it's chunking it down from like, cause all the things that like you imagine in the future or you worry about in the future, or like, I need to get this done later in the day. It's like, you literally can do absolutely nothing about it right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's part of the re realization as well. in this mindset is like, I have no power over that right now. There's no point doing that. And everything that you just said. Um, and basically what you're saying is like, bring it down into the present. Yeah. Basically you take, you take this big, seemingly big, no matter what the task is, right. All of you are going to be at different different levels, different areas of your recovery. So like for some of you, like, or just maybe on some days, like just getting out of bed, maybe mm -hmm. a hard thing. And a lot of times it's because we, we build up and we, we, we make ourselves overwhelmed of all the things we need to do. And we turn, turn it into like these huge things. And what you're saying is just like, let me just look at this one little thing. Let me just get for you. Let me just get vertical, right? Yeah. Let me just get vertical. And then when you look at it in that way, it's like, it's very doable. It's like, I can do that right? I don't have to think about all this, all these things. And the next thing I'm just going to move my arm here, grab the sheet, pull it up. I can do that very easy, mm -hmm. right? Now I'm going to go get dressed very easy. Now I'm going to go make some coffee very easy. And throughout that process. So it's like this twofold process of like staying present in the moment, just looking at the next one thing, the next one thing, the next one, one thing. And then what you'll find too, if you start your day that way, you'll gain momentum. 
So as you complete those tasks, you'll gain momentum and you'll, it'll become easier and easier um, to keep moving and to keep going. And then the motivation will, will come, you know, with that as well. Um, so it's like having that mindset. And then also in conjunction with that, being very aware of what's going on in your mind and having that soft talk, um, and making sure it's positive and supporting you. Mm -hmm. So some things you said were, um, I don't have to get this. I just need to focus on this. Right. So it it can reinforce that mindset. Other things it's you can bring in are like gratitude, any other like positive the affirmations, like, like you're doing a great job or oh, like, I mean, that's going to help tremendously. Yeah. Like you've got this great like, job hey, for getting do, that done. Exactly. I got a bet. Great job for, for doing that. Celebrate that. And, and that's one of the other things I wanted to talk about before we kind of end our topic today is celebrate those wins. Then when you do those things, Hey, look what I've done. I got out mm-hmm. of bed. I made my bed. I had a drink of water. I put my workout clothes on. I took the dog out to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I made coffee. Like, wow. Like I, I did all these things. I, that's great. Celebrate yourself, celebrate those wins. Give yourself a pat on the back. Make sure that self uh, talk is supporting those things. Hey, you're doing awesome. You're doing okay. You know, it's a hard day. You don't feel like doing these things, but you're doing them anyway. And that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And I'm proud of you say these things to yourself. Yeah. And then what you'll find, the more that you do this, you're going to fall into your own rhythm, your own systems of doing things. You know, you might go step by step by step and kind of get done with your coffee for the morning. And then your next step might be to sit down and make a list of the things that you need to do that day. And then again, go step by step by step. You might find there are some times where you might be a little worried about something. Maybe it is packing for a trip, or maybe it is a work project. And you might write in that moment to kind of make sure that you're set up for success make a little list on your phone or make a little note for yourself so that you can fully put that down and then focus back on what you're doing so that you can fully say that's a later problem, but I've made these notes to ensure that I look back on, on this, you know, so I don't forget about this thing. So you don't have to obsess over these things. Or, you know, when we were packing for the wedding, that's what I did. I made a list a couple of days before, I think actually a couple of weeks before, because we had to get some things dry clean. Right. And so now I'm not obsessing over it for, three weeks. I'm thinking, you know what, that wedding's coming up. Let me like, we're going to try on our clothes tonight. That's going to be one of the things that we do tonight, but that's tonight problem. We're going to try on those clothes tonight. Then we're going to figure out the dry cleaning. And then we're going to make sure we have shoes, whatever it is, right. To make sure we're kind of prepared in advance. But that was just something I made a note of on my phone. I put at on one of my lists at the end of the day, you know, a couple of weeks before the wedding. So you're going to fall into your own systems and your own way of doing things. So a lot of different ways to bring this forward into your life. These are all kind of little things to help you kind of with the day-to-day. One thing I want to mention before we wrap up is there is another element to this. And the more healing you do, the more free you're going to find yourself from a lack of motivation. That hopelessness is going to lift further and further and further off you. The, The less addiction or the I guess the more sober you are, maybe it's the the way to say it, the more sober you are, the more healing you do, the more progress you make, the more you take care of yourself, the easier it is going to be to feel that motivation and do these things Mm -hmm. very naturally. So that's the underlying element. Basically what we talked about here in regards to self-talk and getting yourself through great skills to build. They're going to first fall under coping. Now those skills are going to serve you for life. I mean, it's still something we still chunk. We still go a day at a time. And we still sometimes say that's a tomorrow problem. That's a next week problem. Right. 
And uh, that's, that skill is going to stay with you. But what's going to continue to free you and make it easier and easier is uh, getting to the root of what's going on. And you're typically going to just find that as you gain that sobriety, as you heal from that past trauma, the more you take care of yourself, the more you love yourself, that you're going to feel that weight lift more and more and more until it's until motivation really is just a non-issue. And it's just kind of second nature because you're so free from everything else. So there's a lot of ways that we talk about actually doing that processing. We do a lot of processing, believe it or not, even when we're not directly doing a processing tool. Yeah. But a couple of weeks ago, we did teach a tool we call protector tools in our processing bootcamp. So you can go back and kind of rewatch that in the archives and start to use that to start to find the root of motivation. And you, you don't even have to jump off and say, okay, what's the root of my lack of motivation. You can just start doing the healing and it's all gonna, it's all pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Can you tell Kayleen hasn't talked in a week? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. No, it was beautiful. It was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here listening. I've been driving Brad crazy at home. Just no, never. No, he puts his headphones on and I just talk to myself. Basically. <laughs> Okay. So that's it. I don't have anything else. I think that was a great. So we have an awesome week plan. I just like cut you off again. I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. We I didn't really, it was, it was really just the end of the sentence that you cut off. So do you want to finish it? I don't even remember it. All right. So we have an awesome week planned for this week. If you missed the announcement yesterday or at the very, very beginning here, we're going to do an extra session on Saturday to make sure we get these five sessions in today. So today we talked about uh, motivation, kind of getting yourself motivated, some things that you can do tomorrow. We're going to talk about building affirmations and goals into a routine, really helpful, really powerful Wednesday or excuse me. Yeah, because the days yeah, are, the days are Thursday. Off Thursday, we're going to talk more about honesty, which is a core element to processing, to finding the route to a lot of different things on this journey. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a deeper dive on honesty. Friday, we're going to talk about addictions and compulsions. Specifically, we're going to talk about validation and acknowledgement of those things, which is kind of step one for those things. Mm -hmm. And then on Saturday, we're going to do uh, an a session on a specific recovery tool that's going to be a theme for this week. So you're going to find the theme for this week is really being in the present and is really focusing on what's going on now. And so Friday, we're going to cover a recovery toolbox tool that's going to help you build great skills. That is fairly straightforward, but most people get wrong. And so we're going to make a few tweaks to that and is going to help with that this whole theme for this week, which is put basically putting those blinders on and staying in the present. So we have an awesome week planned. So make sure to stick around for that. But that's what we have in regard to what we are talking about today. So if you have any questions, feel free to get them in the chat box and we will get to them as we as we go along here. If you like today's podcast, you can get access to five live recovery secrets coaching sessions each week, just like this, with a question and answer session at the end of each one, a private coaching community, replay access, and a ton of amazing bonuses for free by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. That's overcomingptsd.com slash free trial, and I hope to see you there.